Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Welcome to episode 56 of the All or Something Living Podcast, where today I was supposed to be talking about the life lessons that I've learned from training for a half marathon, but I decided to save that for next week because honestly, this week I have been in a funk and I have some things on my mind that I really want to focus on kind of sharing with you and then hopefully connecting with you is my goal from this episode. This is completely unscripted. I don't even have an outline for this one. So just going off of my uh, recent experience, which I'll tell you about, and just kind of, again, just sharing my experience with you in hopes that maybe you can relate or connect in some way. Relate, just a foreshadow, is going to be the word of the episode. Not sure how long this one is going to go on because it is unscripted, but we will just go along for the ride. It might be really short or it might be a little bit longer. So right before this episode, uh, so with my podcast mic, I have the, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like the blue, I think it's called the blue Yeti mic. If you're a podcaster, a fellow podcaster, you might know about it. Um, but I upgraded this mic earlier this year from, I upgraded to this one from a smaller one that I had had But with this one, I wear headphones, which I didn't previously, so I can hear myself as I'm talking. And so sometimes I'll just sing into it for like ever. So I've been watching The Voice and I've been channeling my inner voice contestant. I really do one day plan on auditioning for The Voice, but I've been watching The Voice and they just went from auditions into the battle rounds, which... I feel really comfortable with the auditions. I think, you know, you can show up, you choose what to sing, like, you know what you're doing. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, for the battle rounds, am I just going to completely lose it? Like, because first of all, you're not only hanging out with one famous coach, but they bring in another famous person that you have to sing in front of. And like, not only just sing in front of like a rehearsed song, but an unrehearsed song. And you have to like experiment with your voice. So that's the part that I think maybe I would get hung up on or I will get hung up on when I actually audition for the show. So I was just like finding random songs on my Spotify playlist and then singing them acapella in the microphone so I could practice my, um, my, what do you call it? Skills, my improvise improvising skills. And I'm actually pretty impressed. I think that I might be more ready than I realize. I think what I'm just lacking at this point is confidence. I think if I showed up with full confidence, I could do what was expected. My voice has some cool elements to it, and that's what they're looking for. So anyway, if you also watch The Voice, reach out to me on social media and let's chat about it because I, oh my gosh, I love The Voice. I try to watch it every season. It just depends on the coaches. I think I'm really excited about this season because, first of all, John Legend is on it and Gwen Stefani. I love, I actually love all the coaches. Kind of relieved that Adam is not on there anymore because Adam, I don't know, he makes me nervous with how like, 
desperate he is sometimes for some of the contestants and he like gives them a guilt trip it's just it's like a boyfriend that um or like a guy that likes you that tries to like guilt trip you into going out with them that's how it feels so it feels like ugh. i used to think he was cute until i watched that show anyway so as i said i have been in a funk this week and you might even notice that normally episodes of this podcast drop every wednesday and it's Friday as I'm recording this. And usually I have like pre-recorded episodes ready to go, but I ran out of my little stack of episodes. So I'm like going week to week now, which is never fun. But you know what? Sometimes life happens. I've been really busy with school. And I think sometimes that makes me feel resentful because, um, I mean, I chose school, but sometimes it just feels, I don't know, even when I had a full-time job, it just feels like I don't have the time to work on or I excuse me, I don't make the time to work on what I'm passionate about. I think I definitely try my best, but there's not as much time as I would want there to be available for me to work on in the first place. And I think what I need is more space and more time to just really figure out like what it is, how I can truly connect and serve, connect with and serve the people that listen to this podcast. That is you and just anyone. I don't know. I'm oh my gosh, I'm so lost right now, I feel like. And yeah, so that's kind of part of where my funk has been coming from this week. I went to California this past weekend. We were there meeting up with family. We had a memorial for an uncle of mine that passed away about two weeks ago. So I was just really focused on family this weekend, ended up even extending it an extra day. So I didn't come home until Monday afternoon or evening. And I don't know if you know that like or if you've experienced just after a vacation you almost need a vacation from your vacation just and and the fact that it was on a Monday evening I think it just threw off my entire week and again that's no excuse but it's just kind of where I'm at right now and I think also I'm PMSing so I'm just a big mess right now and last night I went to bed at um, I, well, I accidentally fell asleep. I was watching This Is Us. That's another favorite show of mine. I was watching This Is Us, and then I fell asleep at like 8 p.m., which I knew was going to be a bad idea. I tried to stop myself from falling asleep, but I couldn't help it. And I randomly woke up at 1 a.m., like 1-something, which I knew I was going to wake up early. I just didn't expect that early. And then I did something, and this is kind of the basis of this entire episode, this story right here. I did something that I, no one should ever do if they wake up in the middle of the night. Like if you wake up in the middle of the night, the best advice I've heard is to not look at a screen or even honestly check the time if you can avoid it. I usually try to avoid even checking the time because then I'll be thinking so much about how much hour, how many hours of sleep that I have left to get. And then I'm stressing about that and that keeps me awake. So so you should definitely not check your screen, but the other thing you should definitely never do is go on social media and check messages because then it gets your mind going. So I did exactly that. I checked my, I noticed I had an Instagram message. And if you follow me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kepler, this was the day I gave this, uh, like my stories were just jam-packed with my feelings about this story and figuring out, um, kind of just navigating it, which is, again, something that I'm going to share with you here as well. I think when we share our stories of moments where 
we were kind of caught off guard or feeling very vulnerable. This was a very vulnerable moment for me. Or, um, I don't know, just anytime we face adversity, I think it's helpful to share our experience and then how we navigate that experience because I personally learn a lot from hearing other people. Like, we don't often hear, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, you got in a fight with your spouse today. What did you guys do about it? Where did it go? You only hear, like, oh, you got in a fight. Here's the end result. Unless you're, like, a close friend of that person. But I think everyone has different ways of going about things, and it can just be helpful to hear different perspectives. So first of all, I want to preface this whole story with talking about how sensitive feedback has been for me in the past Um, I've always, one of the things about being in the online space is that you do get a lot of feedback. The more followers that you have, the more maybe negative feedback that you get. And it's been something that I've always been afraid of just because I had this tendency to take it on in a way that maybe I shouldn't have in a way that like taking something on as meaning that I'm a bad person if maybe I've made a mistake or Or another fear is like someone has this opinion of me and I'm not going to agree with wanting to change the way that I approach things. And then I'm, but I'm always like going to be up in my head thinking about like, oh, who am I going to piss off today? And I think about that a lot on social media. I think sometimes I can come across as being filtered or fake because I am so worried about offending anyone. And I think that's something I'm just going to have to get over as time goes on. But the situation that happened recently, I think if it would have happened even months ago, it would have like broken me and pissed me off and I would have been really defensive, but I am surprised at how well I handled it this time. And again, I think it helps that it wasn't like, first of all, I know the difference between genuine, like true feedback and then a troll. I think it's easier to ignore trolls because you know that they're just completely like out of their minds and nothing that they're saying makes sense. Or another thing I've come across on social media is people wanting to argue about my points of view or their points of view, and then they're not really leaving any room for me to explain myself. I usually just see my way out of conversations like that, especially there was a guy I had to delete and block a few months ago because he was really like questioning the integrity of my the business that I run and um, basically trying to, um, what do you call it when somebody talks down to you? Anyway, he was talking down to me and I just really felt, and I had told him, it's not like he was talking down to me and then I just immediately blocked him and deleted him. I just was trying to end the conversation on a respectful note and he just kept prodding and prodding and commenting on my stuff and so I was like you know what I need to cut this person off set these boundaries but I think it's harder when somebody does actually give you good feedback or they tell you how they feel about something that you shared and it might be something negative Um, and these are things that we really sometimes have to open our hearts to and that is what I feel I did this time thankfully and it also I think might depend on you know, if if something like this catches you off guard, it might depend on the mood that you're in and what's going on in your own life. I think the reason that this was so important to me this time was that I have been struggling. Like I've been waiting for somebody to tell me like what it is, where the disconnect is, because I've been asking, you know, what do you guys need help with or what can I do? How can I help you? 
and I have been, I haven't really been getting responses and a lot of friends that I consult about like my work and stuff, they'll be like, oh, I really love your message. I love everything you have to share. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's true and, and it probably is, but like, what is, there's something missing and I don't know what it is, but this person who reached out to me, I think gave me some insight on what is going wrong here. So all that being said, a little backstory with my relationship to this person. They, I know them from like way back in the day. We only know each other in like real life. Uh, actually, I think we've met maybe once in real life and then they've been following me on, on Facebook and stuff for a while or on Instagram for a while. There have been some things that they, like, they'll reply to my stories, and I always reply back. Like, I I think that's something that's really important to me is when people reach out to me on social media, I definitely make sure that I reply. I don't always, like, 100% of the time, but I would say 98% of the time, unless something is going on and I just somehow miss it. But anyway, she had reached out to me a few times. Like once she said, hey, loved your open mic. You killed it. And I was like, thank you so much, girl. And then another time she said, hey, so, well, I guess now we know it's a girl, but I don't think that matters. Um, Hey, so are you in Vegas? Not to sound pathetic, but it will. I need some friends. And I replied, you don't sound pathetic. We we all need friends. I'm here for you, girl. And... um, Looking back on that, that's all I said to her. I think I was assuming that she was going to reply and say, well, let's make plans or something. I just kind of left it. I I think I was busy when I wrote this message and I didn't think too much of it. Um, But now I realize that it sounded like it could have come across as pretty generic of just me. Oh, we all need friends. I'm here for you, girl. Um, That could sound really generic. And I, I think that sometimes I do use canned responses via text or writing things down because it can easily sound really, uh, I don't know. I don't know. My people pleasing side. I'm working on that. So anyway, thought all was good. And then I posted like a poll on, cause I was working on writing curriculum for my courses and stuff. And I posted a poll asking like, what area of your life do you need the most help in? And to everyone that responded to that poll, I sent them a following message or a follow-up message. And I just said like, hey, I see that this is the area you're struggling in. Can you tell me specifically like what it is that you struggle with? Um, And I didn't hear back from her, which I thought was pretty normal because most people, like a lot of times when I'll message somebody or even send a follow-up message, I don't hear back. So it wasn't until a month later, which was last night, at almost 10 p.m. that she wrote back or wrote something. I don't, I don't know if she was even replying to that. Well, I guess she was. So she said, I think rather than focusing on what you think are criteria for your program, you might want to try and relate more. I think your message is great, but when you have a person reaching out and you don't follow up, it seems fake and impersonal. Good luck in your business, though. I hope you do well. And again, I have no idea what... Um, tone she was using in that message. I hope I represented it well, but um, either way, I think it was, I think it was received well by me. I was just a little confused about what specifically it was that she felt um, I didn't follow up on. That's what I've been trying to figure out. So I, I, I said to her, hey there, can you please explain what you mean? 
Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm following. What I'm hearing is that you think it seems fake and impersonable that I never followed up after sending you the message, like asking her about what she's struggling with. And then I said, or just in general, are you frustrated that you don't, you feel like I don't interact enough? Um, Never heard back. I don't know if I will. And that's okay because I think I pulled what I needed to from this message. And... First of all, I really appreciate someone that's willing to be that blunt with me. I think it's very rare, especially these days, somebody that's that blunt and in a respectful way. It didn't seem like she was like blaming me for anything. She was just giving me feedback on how she felt about me and her experience with me. And that's gold right there because you do not get that a lot, um, or maybe at least at my level, I haven't gotten that a lot. And especially, I think when you have friends and family giving you feedback, they don't want to hurt your feelings. But something that I always tell Jason is that, like, I've found out that he'll keep things from me because he's afraid of how I'll react. And that's happened in friendships. And I always tell Jason, like, don't worry about my reaction. These are my feelings to take care of. I, even if I do feel upset, like, I will handle it because they are my feelings and they're my responsibility. Your responsibility is to be honest with me. My responsibility is to figure out how to to cope with it, even when it's not easy to do. And so, yeah, so I, I read that message again and just, for me, I think the part that stood out to me the most was the fact that she said, I don't, I need to relate to people more. And I 100% agree with that. I think that's something I have known that I'm struggling with or that I struggle with in general. And it's something I've been putting on the back burner because, or not even so much putting on the back burner. I think I've been trying to relate to people. I just don't know how sometimes. And the way that I've been trying to relate to people is by building more criteria for my programs, putting out more, like asking more, like, how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? And that's putting me into the mode of the helper, the coach, the counselor, the mode that I feel most comfortable in, the mode that feels most natural to me. But it's a mode that doesn't truly allow me to connect to people in a way that I want to. I think some of that comes from insecurity of me kind of feeling like I have to have the one up. Like if I am the teacher, if I'm the mentor, then I have value to bring. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not so much of one-upping people because I don't think that that's so much in my nature. I'm competitive, but I also want everyone to win, if that even makes sense. Um, But I think it more so has to do with me feeling like I have to provide value in my friendships and my interactions. And I feel like the way that I do that is because I'm a knowledgeable person and I am intelligent and I have advice to give. And I sometimes feel like I have nothing else to offer except that. Because when I'm interested in something, I get tunnel vision on that thing and nothing else in the world exists. So it almost feels like I'm not really, which I I know I am a multidimensional person, but sometimes it's hard for me to get interested in other people's interests. And then that causes me to feel like I'm not going to be able to relate to them. I'm not going to know what questions to ask. I'm not going to know what to say. So I just might as well, I don't know, counsel them or mentor them. This is something I'm still figuring out, especially as... The morning has gone on since I just am having this epiphany in this big moment and I'm processing all of it, but that's what I've gotten so far. And I think a lot of times just me being an insecure person in general, something else I'm working on, 
um, some insecurities will pop up and make me feel unworthy of like, I don't know, just of having certain friendships and all the, so all the stuff that I coach around is obviously important to me because I struggle with it as well. So that's kind of what I have figured out so far. So now I'm working on how I can actually relate to people more. And another thing that I uncovered is just basically, I think that I, I was raised in a household of strong personalities in my household, things were black and white as far as opinions and beliefs. We were raised in the church. Um, my dad and brother were very, very, or are very, very Republican and had very, like I said, very strong opinions. So I, I used to just follow everything that they said blindly because I just thought like they, first of all, they presented their arguments so well that I was like, how can I argue with that? I don't know anything else about it. So I'm just going to agree with everything that you say. So I, I, I never really explored who it was that I was, the opinions that I had based on my own knowledge. And that's kind of how I've lived out the rest of my life is I'll do research and I'll learn about something. I'll develop an opinion, and then any other opinion or evidence that is given to me um, threatens me because it feels like it feels like maybe I'll have to admit that I was wrong or change my mind. I think I'm also easily swayed by things because I am such a compassionate person, and and so I don't know. I think I just fear having my opinion or my yeah my beliefs thrown around everywhere. I just want to solidify my identity. And when I hear differing opinions in the past, it has threatened me. I think that's something I'm getting over right now, especially as I'm becoming more educated and realizing that what I need to do first before jumping to a conclusion is actually look at all sides of the spectrum. And even when I have a strong opinion, not everybody has to believe or understand my opinion, and I don't need to have conversations with everyone about trying to get them to understand that. I think that's a huge takeaway of mine. Because again, I'll get tunnel vision. I'll only care about my opinion. I'll only care about what I have to say. And then, and then I'm afraid to hear what somebody else has to say because it threatens my identity. So, and that's a big one. That's a really big one. I think that's the biggest thing that keeps me from relating to people. And you know what? I'm freaking fed up of it. I'm fed up of being worried about, I don't know, just feeling, uh, being worried about somebody having a different opinion than me. We can coexist and have different opinions and still respect and love each other. In fact, this weekend when I was, um, when I was in California, I was talking to a cousin of mine who is also very Republican. We haven't really talked. Um, we haven't really talked in a long time since he's been an adult. But he comes from the same side of the family that kind of all feed off of each other. And I don't know if it's like small. Again, I'm not going to really speculate, uh, or I can't really fully understand this. I guess I can speculate. Um, Maybe it's just being from a small town, not seeing the rest of the world, and it's easy to remain ignorant when you only know one point of view. And that's what I'm trying to get away from. So I was I was talking to him about like just his thoughts and opinions on Trump and oh my gosh, he believes that that sexuality is a choice, that you can choose to be gay or not. 
I'm sure you can guess by my tone right now that I do not believe the same things. Um, just we were hitting some of the really tough, intense things like white privilege. He doesn't believe it exists. I believe that it exists. Definitely believe it exists. Um, so we were talking about those things. And honestly, I was actually able, like we had a completely respectful conversation with a lot of other people that I have had these heated or these sensitive, when we've talked about these sensitive topics, um, it has gotten heated and we can't really finish the conversation. But I mean, we both said our piece, I think, and I listened to him and he listened to me and we left it at that. Like, I still love him because he's my cousin. I don't necessarily, like, I think that he could maybe use some more traveling and experience in the world, but but it is what it is. Like, I leave it at that. I'm not going to tell him, like, go travel the world, and I'm not going to listen to you until you travel the world. But, you know, I was able to hear what he had to say and understand where he's coming from and have compassion for that, and I hope that he did the same for me that he was able to also kind of understand where I was coming from. But that was the first time I've been able to experience like that kind of conversation in such a, I guess you could say, respectful way. Um, So I'm saying all of this to say that, first of all, to apologize to you if you've interacted with me online or via the podcast or anything I think that if you, I hope that if you know me actually in person, you know that I am a lot more personable. I have had people tell me that at first they thought I was fake, even in real life, because I was so friendly. That really is just who I am. I am just very, um, I am just very friendly and like sweet. And I think sometimes I do use canned responses that can sound very superficial or artificial, but I just, um, I think it's just a habit, so I really want to work on being more mindful when I interact with people and being more original in my responses, you know, what's true to me, what would I truly say in this moment, even if I hurt somebody's feelings or I come across wrong, I'm always happy to explain myself. But I want to apologize to you if if you have felt like I, like, first of all, like, I think I know it all, um, if you felt that way or if you felt that I wasn't interested in hearing your opinion on something or hearing what you had to say, because I, I, don't, I don't want to live that way. I, relationships are the most important thing in the world to me, and I really true, do value the people in my life, and I want to be better at connecting. It's something that my dad wasn't always good at growing up, And even to this day, I don't really have a relationship with him because he doesn't really know how to connect and to listen. Instead, he just rattles off facts and, you know, I don't want to be that person. I love my dad, but but I've learned from him kind of who I don't want to be. And sometimes this brings to light that, like, I could easily turn out that way. You know, there's just these blind spots that we all have, and that's why it's also important to have a coach or a therapist or somebody that will be honest with you because I feel like for a long time this has been a blind spot for me, um, and I really, truly want to do something about it to fix it. So if you are somebody that does listen to the podcast or you follow me on social media, maybe you've commented on my stuff or messaged me personally, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being patient with me as I figure all of this out. Thank you for supporting me. And I will will support you more moving forward. I 
can promise you that. So thank you for listening to this episode. It did turn out to be like a, the length of a regular episode, which is great being unscripted. Um, but I really do enjoy talking to you every week and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Take care.